Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365 day returns. Last time on The Fan of History, we talked about the 970s BC. Uh, we talked about how King Zhao of China dies. Uh, Mu becomes the king of Zhu. What happens in the 960s, Dan? Well, in the 969 BC, a pharaoh Siamon of Egypt breaks tradition. And, um, or, or his people does. Because a new word appears. A, a, a word gets a new meaning. It's the word pharaoh. It's now being used to refer to the king of Egypt. And this has not happened before, because pharaoh literally means great house, and it used to refer to the palace or the office of the king, but not to the person of the king. Uh, so there, there is no reference to an earlier pharaoh as the pharaoh, but now they are everywhere. So Sh uh, pharaoh Shoshenk the first, pharaoh Osorkon the first, etc. These are upcoming pharaohs, are commonplace. But uh, Siamun is the first person who is called the pharaoh of Egypt. Okay, so this is, this is the first time in, in uh, 969, is the first time it's actually been referred to as he is the pharaoh, not he's in the pharaoh position. Yes. Uh, would be the distinction. Yes, the, the, the nation has been around for 2,000 years, but this has not happened before. That's really interesting. I, I'm, a, I'm always a big fan of, uh, of new words. Yeah, and it really survived. Uh, So it was apparently a good uh, usage of the word. And there is definitely a difference between being the pharaoh and being the king of somewhere. In the, uh, before the Bronze Age collapse in the New Kingdom, for example, every other king uh, in the Near East referred to each other as brothers. But the pharaoh was never a brother to anyone. He was the pharaoh. He was above. He was a god king. And nobody else was. Not the king of Babylon, not the king of Assyria, etc. Oh, apparently he wasn't the pharaoh, but he was a god king. Uh, I'll uh, skip three areas today. It's Europe, India and the Olmecs of Mexico, because there is nothing to add. 
but next time there is. So I'll skip right on to 967 BC when Assur Resi Isi II, the king of Assyria, dies probably old age then. We mentioned he was probably old when he succeeded last time and now he's gone. So it didn't make a great impression on the long line of Assyrian kings. But his son, Tiglath Pileser II becomes the king, and this is a great king's name. Tiglath Pileser I, Tiglath Pileser III are among the greatest kings of Assyria. And I did this guy injustice on the YouTube show because I actually found something about him that we'll talk about in a later show. Because Tiglath Pileser II will be around until 935 BC. But in this decade, he's still worried about keeping Assyria's borders safe from roaming Arameans and other uh, marauders close to Assyria. But there is now only 50 years left until Assyria okay. will rise again. And actually, if you go on YouTube right now, there's a tribute video to uh, what happened there. Yes, there is. In 967 BC, our buddy Pharaoh Siamun... Uh, finally dies and uh, his mummy has never been found and at this point they found a lot of mummies most of them are in the British Museum in London uh, there has been two unknown mummies found in Susanna's the first tomb Susanna's the first was the the greatest king of the 21st dynasty the dynasty we're in right now uh, he ruled right before we started our show I think he died in 1004 uh, and one of these mummies is suspected to be Siamun uh, Siamun ruled Egypt from 986 to 967 BC, and he was one of the stronger pharaohs of the 21st dynasty. But we still have this uh, situation where Egypt is divided, because the high priest of Amun in Thebes is ruling southern Egypt, but not calling himself pharaoh, but he has the power of the king in southern Egypt. But it seems to be something that the kings in Tanis in the north are okay with. But now something strange happened. Because a new king comes to power and he is called Susennes II. But remember the high priest of Amun we talked about last time is called Susennes III. And he's not mentioned anymore. So there is a suspicion that this is the same person. That the high priest of Amun actually becomes the pharaoh all of Egypt and reunites Egypt at this point. And that would explain why the 22nd dynasty that we will soon meet uh, has such an easy time reuniting Egypt. Because Egypt has been divided now for 150 plus years. Sad for us that Susennes II and Susennes III are both mystery persons. We, we don't have... A lot of sources about them, and actually we had a lot more written from the Egyptians themselves about Siamun. And we have a lot, uh, a great lot more written about the next pharaoh after Susannes II, who is called Shoshenk. But Susannes II will be around for 20 years. Uh, I can include a link in the show notes to the family tree of the 21st and 22nd dynasty. And it makes the Julio-Claudian uh, dynasty tree of Rome look uh, simple because it's extremely complicated <laughs> so we actually know a lot of persons uh, close to the pharaohs like their wives and their children etc uh, I'd like to make a small, a small comment here about the reality of the pharaohs compared to our other sources from this time 
Egypt is so good source-wise because we can read the hieroglyphs and we can actually see what these guys wrote in their time. So it's primary sources from uh, that are current to the age. And that's a luxury we don't get anywhere else uh, in, uh, in the 960s BC. But soon we'll get it from Assyria as well. And that will change the amount of content we have in a show. Okay. So uh, I just wanted to ask a question about the, the reality of this information. So, I, I mean, I, I would venture to say that the information that we get from people at that time is probably the most accurate, as well as it kind of gives us a perspective of how people, how they felt at that time, which is something that's really hard to pass uh, pass down, uh, you know, verbally or even uh, even through archaeology. It's, isn't that something that's very hard to pass down? Uh, or to, to learn from archaeology? Very hard. Also what we have from Egypt is a lot of, not, not maybe from the 960s BC, but earlier we have a lot of uh, lower ranked people writing that we have preserved. Uh, there is a, a lot of, not, not poor people, but people who are not kings and generals and high priests. Uh, their writing has actually come down to us as well. So we know a bit about how common people feel. There is a famous inscription about uh, who is brewing the beer for the uh, pyramid builders for example they are not building pyramids they're building tombs in the valley of the kings but it's like okay this uh, on the t- they have like 10 days and they work 9 days and then they get a day off and then somebody is assigned to you are brewing the beer so you get an extra day off because you have to brew the beer for the day that everybody else got off so I don't know what quality of beer they got in one day, but <laughs> that's kind of the inscriptions we get from, from Egypt. So okay. the sources there are great. Okay. In uh, 965 BC, um, or in 966 BC, sorry, uh, King Mu, the great King Mu of the Zhou dynasty, he uh, receives news that the dog people has become very powerful and they are on Su China's border. These are the Quanrong. They are part of uh, Su China, early Su China, the Western Su that we talk about now. They have defined four groups of barbarians, but they are much like the Greeks will be. They're like, these guys are barbarians. They don't talk Chinese. They are weird. So they don't give us good information. But the dog people they talk about at this time, because the dog people has become a big threat. But they are not invading China. So King Mu, who is more ambitious than wise, he wants to fight the dog people before they invade China. And his main advisor, the Duke of Sai, tells him, it's that's a really bad idea, my king. But King Mu says, I'm going to do it anyway. So he marches the heavenly armies into the dog people's territory. And as the dog people, who are quite powerful, they are surprised. And they get um, beat by King Mu who wins a glorious victory and the booty he brings back from this uh, campaign is pretty strange so there are some later sources that claim that this must have been a failure because the booty was so strange because from the campaign King Mu brings back five kings of the dog people that's that's a pretty good booty uh, five uh, deer and five dogs. But they were the dog people. And they were they claimed to be descendant from dogs. And 
Other sources claim that these dogs were sacred to the dog people. So he actually took their kings and their sacred dogs to show that uh, he really crushed the dog people. And they are not happy about this. They withdraw and they plot their revenge against China. And I have a question about, uh, about you know, uh, the exotic animals. Um, is a deer in China, is that considered exotic at the time? Or is it kind of... No, just... no, not at all. But these deer were, uh, and I can't remember in what sense they were, but they were not random deer. They might have been a rare breed or some special religious deer. Okay. So we, we see a bit of what King Mu is like here. He's like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Ha ha. And that's all the events we have from the 960s BC. This is the Dark Age. And uh, we have very, very few sources. Next time on The Fan of History, we're going to talk about uh, the 950s BC. We're going to talk about uh, what happens in Egypt. Uh, Tiglath Pilser, uh, the second, the king of Assyria and uh, Kuru this, uh, in India. As well as we're going to have some more information on the Olmecs and what happens in uh, to the Olmecs in modern-day Mexico. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the legends of King Mu, uh, the later stuff that uh, Chinese the, the Su dynasty, at its weak point, maybe 500 years later, will invent a lot of things about King Mu, making him a great hero of Chinese tradition. <laughs> Uh, but this time we should we can talk a bit about uh, our YouTube channel and tell people what they can find there. So what do, do we have on the YouTube channel? Well, on the YouTube, do you want to just use the pre-recorded thing? Uh, I think we should go into more depth here to fill okay. this episode out. Okay, because um, it's so short. <laughs> oh yeah, it is short. Okay. Well, on the YouTube channel, we have uh, we post weekly videos starting at uh, 1000 BC. We're 100 years ahead of the podcast, um, so you can go ahead and check those out and get ahead, see what happens. And we do add extra content to the podcast because we don't have the video and we spend more time talking about videos and showing maps uh, that we don't do on the podcast, so you get a lot more information here. Go ahead and watch the YouTube channel. You get a lot of, uh, you get a lot of extra video and uh, different information than you get here, so... Uh, check out the YouTube channel. You can get ahead there or tune in next week. Uh, sometimes I get uh, crazy inspired as well and do uh, bonus shows on YouTube. So there is one about laws in the 10th century BC. So if you want to know how the legal system worked in some countries, you can check that out. There is a video about uh, the history of Assyria before our show. So 3000 to 1000 BC in Assyria. There is a video about uh, the ancient line of Assyrian kings and exactly how long this family has stayed in power in Assyria. And there's also a video on uh, Ashurnasipal II and uh, his uh, conquests. If you'd like to talk to us and be part of the conversation, you can message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fanofhistory. Or you can go to our website where we have all of our content, including our YouTube videos and all of our podcasts, including bonus videos at thefanofhistory.wordpress.com. Or you can go to twitter.com slash thefanofhistory. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.